It's the ABC's High School Teachers Really Need to Know, Season 2, Episode 4, Ditch the Cranky Teacher. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe, or buy the books on Amazon.com. No, you're not listening to a rerun where I told you I was sick. Um, I am still sick and battling uh, issues. No, I don't have anything chronic. I'm just, uh, it's been a sinus uh, kind of semester. And those of you who battle sinuses and stuff know exactly what I'm talking about. We've also had some weird weather down here in Mississippi. The uh, weather has been unseasonably warm and you know it, we're about to get a freezing cold streak which in and of itself is not unusual the back and forth but man it has really gotten me uh, battling so I apologize for that um, I, it's so good to be back with you uh, and and talking about this episode and uh, you know I, it's amazing to me when just as a teacher just like you and um, of course you don't have to be a teacher to watch the news but Look at all these headlines of, you know, just these horrible things happening to these teachers and just, you know, these horrible experiences. And then, you know, it scares me to see what's going on with these massive school boards and, um, you know, that have so much power, control, and most importantly, uh, influence over our kids. Uh, not not being political or anything, just, just it, it concerns me uh, because I think sometimes we lose, lose our focus on, on what we're about as far as in our field. Um, you know, I, I always talk about making sure we individualize a standardized process. And I think we as teachers are way better at that than um, the school system as a whole, uh, the bureaucratic, you, you know, just, just the machine that kind of runs, um, you know, our field. Sometimes it feels like that, whether it be at our schools or whether it be on a district level, it, it can feel like it, it's tougher and tougher as you go up uh, to do just that. And that's to make it about the individual. Uh, and, and that's why I always say, you know, again, individualize a standardized process, but also focus on what you can control. And the only reason I bring all of that up um, was not to start off an episode with kind of being negative or anything like that, though sometimes it is what it is, right? Um, it's actually to make a point, and that's that when we're surrounded in a world that just seems so troubled, uh, and this is you know beyond the scope of just education, of course, but you know in in our in our world of education in our little bubble, um, I, I, you know it, it is important to stay positive and to control what we can control and contribute, you know everything that we have um, as far as our you know positive energy and attitudes. To our profession because we're really um, we're giving that to our kids and so that kind of leads me into this week's episode where I'm talking about ditching the cranky teacher and that seems like kind of a weird um, title I guess for an episode but honestly uh, that cranky teacher it may be uh, that teacher on your hallway that may be an administrator it may even be you and it's time to kind of move beyond that 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 cranky teacher. You know, we talk about cranky, and a lot of times we inappropriately connect that to older older veterans or seasoned veterans, whatever you want to say. Um, I, I want to first of all kill that notion that I'm talking about 
older teachers. I myself, I'm 41. Um, I've been teaching, like I said, for a couple of decades um, and, you know, started very young and taught in higher ed and worked my way through that. And, and anyway, so, you know, I'm not young, but I'm also not one of the oldest in the profession profession. And, and, and what I'm, I say all that to say this, when I talk about cranky, it, it bothers me when people connect that to older teachers. Look, I'm telling you, I've seen some pretty dang cranky uh, teachers coming out of college in their first or second year. Um, and they're cranky for a different reason. They're cranky because they think they know it all or they don't listen to um, some of the more seasoned ones in the field when it comes to, uh, you know, guidance and coaching and some of those things. And, and, and so, and, and of course, that's probably the yin and yang that needs to happen, right? Where you need to balance uh, experience and, and the coaching side with innovation that often comes from those new to the profession. Um, but anyway, so, so when I talk about cranky, I'm not talking about certain age groups or experience levels. I'm not talking about any of that. What I'm talking about are teachers or other areas of education, you know, educators that are um, lost in the world of complaining about the system, complaining about students, or just complaining about the process in general. You know, and that seems kind of strange because, you know, I open up talking about um, all of all of that, right? I talk about, you know, teacher boards and just our process and the news. And, and I actually only bring that up so that you can dismiss it as a reality of the world that we um, find ourselves in, and in, 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 in not only in education, but in general, but also from the standpoint of you need to be able to do the best that you can to compartmentalize and then move beyond that. Because if you don't do just that and you live in the world of negativity and you live in the world of politics and you live in the world of, well, this is impossible, because blank, insert whatever you want to say, um, you're not going to achieve. And your kids, uh, you're, in the, you're in the way of your kids. And that's really what I mean by ditch the cranky teacher, even if that's you. It's about an attitude. You know, I'm immediately going to make a connection to teachers with a growth mindset uh, and, and a fixed mindset. And I talk a lot about this, not just so I can say, you know, those words, because I know those are teacher buzzwords, right, that you hear in education a lot. But I think it applies here in so many ways. And, and growth mindset is, is crucial to what we do. We, you know, we do want to grow as professionals. We do want to be resourceful. We don't want to be satisfied with, you know, putting minimum effort in or, you know, anything less than our best. We, we don't want to be satisfied with lowering standards. We want to be able to grow and adapt and change. And so when you talk about growth mindset and you talk about fixed mindset, um, it it's important that we grow as a professional. And then a part of that is about fixating on the right things. You know, I talked last week about chasing the right metrics. Well, here this week, it's about continued growth. It's about making sure that we are, uh, you know, really living in that world of positive uh, thinking and focusing on what we can accomplish, you know, and being resourceful, uh, having that growth mindset impacting as many people as we possibly can and also impacting ourselves you know we we can't forget the you of it all right 
and uh, the us of it all. We we have to, you know, bring our best. We want to get the best out of what we do, spend our lives doing, uh, and and so we can make a positive impact. And that's really what it's about. And so growth mindset is absolutely crucial. And I want to think. I want you to think about all the things that you do that help move the needle for your kids. All the things. You know, all the things that you do in your process, all the preparation, all the activities, all the feedback assessment that you do, all of these things move the needle, right? Well, let me ask you this. Some of the things that quote unquote cranky teachers do, you know, talking in the hallway, you know, sitting there, you know, talking with other teachers going, man, can Ben spell anything no like literally does he know how to spell the word anything you know and these other negative things that we hear about students um you know the the student gossip and all this kind of stuff um how does that move the needle how does that help you move the needle either for that child for your process um or or anything how does sitting at the water cooler so to speak or in the teacher's lounge more reality or you know texting or whatever complaining about the principal help you accomplish what you need to accomplish how does you know complaining about the system and all the paperwork and the roadblocks help you accomplish what you're trying to accomplish now I know it helps vent, right? And everybody needs venting. I had an administrator tell me once, and I loved it. Um, he was telling me something, and he goes, sorry, even administrators need to vent. And, and, and that's so true. Everybody needs to vent, right? What I'm actually saying, though, is if, if you're spending a large amount of your time venting or a, a large amount of your time doing those things uh, and focusing on those things as opposed to what moves the needle for your kids and, and, and honestly for yourself and, and your own self-happiness, um, you know, you're probably not being as effective uh, as you could be. And and so I think it's about, again, back to growth mindset, and that's understanding that we can always do better. We can always renovate not only our classrooms, but also our mindsets, our perspectives, and, and that's true whether we're a year in or 40 years into the profession, right? We can always do those things. So, again, it comes back to how does, how does doing those things move the needle? You know, how, to doing, how does living in the negative move your needle for your kids? Some kid that is struggling uh, and, and the kids that aren't struggling but just trying to do better and better. You know, and, and, and how, does, how does all of that crankiness, all of that whining help them? And how does it help you? And so other than venting, of course, again, and I'm just asking you here in this episode to kind of self-reflect on that, honestly. Self-reflect on that. How much of your time do you spend doing those things? And I know I've said the same thing six or seven times now uh, in a row, and I'm kind of going in circles saying it over and over again, but I, I just think it's really important. And and so, again, focus. If, if, and if you are in that world and you, you, and you kind of self-reflect and you're like, man, you know, honestly, I do talk about students too much or in a negative way or um, I, I do complain and whine about my principal, you know, and, and, and I complain about the process too much. Um, you know, maybe if you're in that self-reflection mode and that's describing you, 
you know, change it, right? Begin day at a time, one day at a time, one student at a time, changing that idea. You know, if you're that, you know, just, just, just the crankiest one on the, on the block. And I, and honestly, to be completely honest with you, I doubt that you are if you're listening to this podcast, because those kind of teachers, uh, they don't, they don't listen to podcasts because they're in a fixed mindset. Just, just telling you. But if you kind of find yourself, uh, venturing over towards that direction, or you find yourself becoming a little bit jaded or a little bit more easily annoyed at things that just come down the education pipeline, or, you know, a kid says something and the, you know, just, it seems to kind of push you closer to that edge. Uh, I would encourage you to back up, slow down, uh, and, and again, just focus on, you know, changing that mindset one day and one student at a time. And, and look, I want to tell you something else too. You know this as as well as anybody. And and by the way, those pauses that you hear in my talking, I'm over here between sipping water and wiping my nose and struggling through this. So so forgive me for that. Uh, this won't uh, this won't win any podcast awards as far as uh, quality speaking this uh, this on this day. And by the way, I'm recording this at uh, I guess it's somewhere around 4:30 in the morning because I couldn't sleep. Um, but anyway. I digress, but I do apologize. You know, I, I do this because of my amazing audience. And whenever I'm, I'm, I feel like this, um, you know, and I'm not as uh, confident in, in my speaking ability or I'm under the weather, uh, I just really want to uh, take accountability for that. And you're like, well, why don't you just wait? Well, I do have a uh, recording deadline. I try to make sure that my episodes are out uh, every every Tuesday. And, and so I'm dedicated to that. So, uh, but anyway, I digress. But I, I was going to say a second ago that, you know, look, in the world of negative Negative is as contagious as anything, right? It is absolutely contagious. And there's a couple of things that I want to point out. You know, you can have this amazing, amazing batch of uh, soup, right? It's the best soup ever. But in that soup, there's one spoiled vegetable in the whole or one spoiled you know, product that you put in the soup, uh, and, you know, and, and, and that whole dish can be ruined, right? Just from that one spoiled piece. Well, negativity works the same way, right? And that's not something you don't already know. Uh, one negative voice, um, particularly if it's your own, can, can absolutely be contagious and destroy and, 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 and wreck a culture, to be honest with you. And at your school, you want a culture of positivity. Um, it's not always that way, right? You know, particularly if certain you know things occur, or you don't have great leadership, or all those kinds of things. Uh, this can affect your culture. But again, control what you can control, and you don't want to be contributing to that negative culture. And 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 what I'm trying to politely tell you is, you need to take. You know, we talk about reflecting on our on our own selves, but you need to also reflect on those that you surround yourself by that is very important and you know in in all these leadership talks that i've done over over the years not only with adults but with students too i always talk about who you surround yourself with and you know you look at the five people that you you see the most whether in your personal life or in your professional life talking about other teachers and so forth you know, you gauge their positive, their crankiness. Uh, you gauge the that in them. You'll have a pretty good meter of, you know, kind of where you are and who you're being influenced by. And and 
and and a lot of times if you do hang out with a negative crowd you're really guilty by association uh and, and that can be a pretty terrible professional choice not to mention like i said rubbing off on you and influencing you all of that you you got to really not only avoid being the cranky teacher but you got to eliminate those that are cranky around you those and and, and look i'm not trying to sugarcoat and say everything's always hunky dory and you should have you know that that sort of uh, candy corn and Skittles rainbows approach to everything that you do uh, because to be honest with you I'm a realist and and I know that's what I'll, a lot of pessimistic people will say they're realists I'm actually just really a realist um, I, you know some things are great some things are not but what I am going to tell you is I'm going to accentuate the positive I'm going to focus on the can do's and not the can'ts you know and 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 when the can'ts um, you know, begin to take over my mind and my focus, uh, then, then, you know, I'm going to begin to lose that battle in my mind. Right. And so I don't, I don't want that to happen. Instead with the can'ts, I focus on problem solving, you know, because you're either solution oriented or you're problem oriented, you know, and, and I think it is that fine of a line. You're either solving the problem or you're a part of the problem. And, and so I really do think that that has to be your mindset. And you have to surround yourself by people that share that mindset. Um, don't become part of the problem. Be solution-oriented, right? Uh, and accentuate the positive. Focus on those things. I think it's really important. And also, you know, and part of the cranky factor, I guess, is the work and energy that you put in. You know, I, not to get too geeky here on, on 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 science, you know, so to speak. That that's my wheelhouse. You know that. But there's there's an old law of energy that says that energy cannot be created nor destroyed. And I think that's really important. It's only transferred, right? And I think that's important because if you come to work, especially in the classroom, with high energy you're just much more apt to pass that energy, transfer that energy to those around you. And that's also true for work ethic, by the way. You have high work ethic. Uh, it's just more easily, it's more apt to be transferred to those around you. But particularly with energy, you know, you walk into a classroom with low energy, your kids are just not going to get energy out of nowhere. And all of a sudden, love your classroom and love your content. Uh, if you're low energy about it and you don't bring that work ethic and that passion, I'm telling you, your kids are just, you know, they're not not—they're not going to create that energy on their own. And I know I talked a little bit about that last week. I, I just wanted to kind of reiterate it this week because it ties in to the crankiness factor. It does. Um, you know, you cranky teachers bring low energy they bring in fixed mindsets they bring in all the things that make an environment difficult to work in they become energy vampires and all of that and i just think that you're better than that and i'm better than that and again there isn't a residual drag on you as an individual when you surround yourself by negativity there is a residual drag on you 
when you surround yourself by can't do or I'll settle for less than my best. I think that translates into other parts of your life as well. Not to become a self-help book or podcast, but I think there's huge impact on just your lives. I, I really do. When you don't achieve at the highest of levels. That doesn't mean you hit all of the achievements and goals, but you certainly try. You certainly try to bring high energy every single day, even if you're sick, right? You try to bring that energy. You try to bring that work ethic. Set an example for your kids, and I mean your actual kids, in addition to the kids you have in the classroom, to your coworkers. You know, it's so funny when you take hard workers, you know, diligent people that, you know, can do's, uh, the sweats, as the kids say nowadays. That is, if you've never heard that, that's what they say. They say we're sweaty um, when you talk about working hard. It is a derogatory term, by the way. But, you know, it's it's a term that nobody should be upset to be called. Because when you do work hard, you do set that example, and even if you're criticized or, um, you know, by by those coworkers, those low achievers who don't want to succeed, who don't want to well without working for it, and who don't um, put the time in, the effort in, to get the outcomes that we so badly seek, you know, don't don't pay attention to those energy vampires, don't pay attention to those folks um, who who live in the world of crankiness. You know, take positive steps. The next time you you see a bunch of teachers huddled together in the hallway or in the teacher's lounge and you know they're whispering and gossiping, do something that maybe you haven't done as much in the past. Walk away. Walk away. The only thing standing between you and making sure that, you know, you're in a better place and getting better outcomes with your kids because... You've got that growth mindset as you. Don't stand in your own way. Because ultimately, that's going to make you less effective. Not only in the classroom, but also in life. All right. Well, that is it for this episode. It was so good uh, to be back with you again. I apologize for being a little bit under the weather. Hopefully next week I am back uh, to 100%. Make sure you join us for episode number five embrace the you until then make sure you like comment and subscribe or buy the books on amazon.com until then i'll see you down the road